This is the Troll Patrol. Live. With Justin. Freakin. Welcome to the Troll Patrol. Live. Sorry, you caught me mid-toke. I'm wearing my high-as-fuck shirt. And I always hate to make the shirt out to be a liar. <laughs> welcome, welcome. Fucking Warlord doing a rundown of the show already. The filibuster will live. We're going to hear from Senator Kristen Cinema tonight. Prince Andrew stripped of his patronages. That you say that word, patronages. His military uh, ranks. The Biden vaccine mandate struck down at the Supreme Court. He fucking... <laughs> I, I do a fucking... Rundown of what's going on on the show. Hold on here. Hold on. Hold on. A fucking warlord just like nailed it. Oh, gotta gotta go to the actual page. Gotta go to Justin freaking here. The real rundown that I actually put out. Gotis blocks the Biden vaccine mandate. Oh oh. Warlord left off. Don't laugh at Glenn Beck because he got COVID again. Senator Cinema derails the voting rights legislation with her stance on the filibuster. Plus, we're going to talk about Boris Johnson, who is in hot water over some parties while Prince Andrew loses his military status. Plus, so much more tonight. I've been uh, I've been trolling the hell out of some right wingers. Also, like, once again, I'm still uh, pumping on all cylinders on all social media, including Getter, Parlor. I'm on Facebook. I am not banned anywhere, including, including, I got a Twitter again. Knock on wood. Thanks to one Miss Media Winch. If you'd like to follow me on Twitter, you can go to just at Justin Freakins. <laughs> but apparently, Media Winch assures me that this one will work. I'd like to follow Justin Freaking on Twitter. I'm I'm not going to be doing any tro- trolling over there. I promise you that. After everything that's happened last time, but like, I had this motherfucker. He's been going back and forth with me for several days. Uh, this is a Republican congressman here in Alabama that posted some some shit. We have, uh, fuck it, I forget what the disease is called. It's affecting wildlife. It's killed like one deer thus far here in the state of Alabama. He took to the floor of the house to talk about how big of a tragedy it was and that we had to contain uh, this outbreak. And I was like, how many children have died of COVID? This motherfucker kept going like, well, what's the percentage? And I'm like, no, 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 tell me how many children have died of COVID. And he asked me, well, how many children has it been? I was like, over 700. He responds back and said it was 823. And I'm like, okay. I hadn't checked it in a few weeks. 823 children is cool. 823 children dying is cool to you. And throwing out a percentage to minimize it makes it better. Of course he's pro-life. Of course he's pro-life. He came back at me. I can't show you the comments anymore because he blocked me right after he responded back. 
He's like, how many children die of brain cancer? How many children die of diabetes? How many children die of immunocompromised uh, diseases? And I'm like, none of those things are contagious and spreadable, you dumbass. Right-wingers are absolute fucking morons. In logic, that is called a false analogy. Comparing things that aren't properly analogous. They love to talk about logic, though. Holy fuck. It is with a heavy heart that we post the passing of Deputy Jim Kirker today at Bethesda North Hospital after battling COVID. Number one killer of cops. In the United, the most deadly year for cops last year. And the number one killer? COVID. By a fucking country mile. The second, the second cause, the second leading cause of death among law enforcement in the United States, car crashes. Number one, COVID. And it drops way the fuck down. And number two is car crashes. <laughs> Fucking cops. Alright. We already ran down what's going on in the show. Warlord took care of that. We're also going to be talking about Kevin McCarthy, the House Majority Leader. Or, I'm sorry, not Majority. The Minority Leader. Quite possibly going to be the Speaker of the House after uh, this year. He is refusing calls to cooperate with the January 6th Committee. Big Tech has been subpoenaed in regards to what happened on January 6th, 2021. McConnell calls the uh, push for voting rights fake hysteria. Fake hysteria. Fake hysteria. Ted Cruz was asked about wearing a mask. We're going to hear his response. I'm sure that was fucking uh, stupid. Plus, some doctors are calling on Spotify to rectify the misinformation put out by their biggest star, one Mr. Joe Rogan. I guess we will start off tonight talking about the big story of the day, the Supreme Court of the United States blocking the Biden vaccine mandate for large employers. The right wing is rejoicing over this. Because it's a win for freedom, they say. Other than, you know, the freedom of the people who have died. The Supreme Court on Thursday blocked the Biden administration's COVID-19 vaccine or test requirement for large employers. Because once again, it was a test mandate that you could opt out of by getting a vaccine. Which I don't think seems unreasonable. This, of course, breaks with precedent. This is uh, knocked down the requirement for large employers, but it will allow a similar mandate to continue for workers at federally funded healthcare facilities. The Occupational Safety and Health Administration's emergency measures went into effect on Monday. It said that employers with more than 100 workers must require their workers to either get vaccinated or tested every week. The decision comes less than a week after the court listened to oral arguments on the administration's sweeping vaccination rules which would have affected more than 80 million people. During the oral arguments, the court's conservative majority seemed generally uncomfortable with the scope of OSHA's requirement. 
Several Republican states last year filed lawsuits against the Biden administration over its vaccine or test mandate, with some calling it unconstitutional, unlawful, and unwise. Now, once again, that is them using adjectives and not supporting evidence. We're going to get into that here in just a second when we watch this clip of Ben Shapiro. Although Congress has indisputably given OSHA the power to regulate occupational dangers, it has not given that agency the power to regulate public health more broadly. Holy shit! COVID isn't an occupational danger. That's weird. Court said in its 6-3 opinion on the vaccine or test mandate, which liberal justices Stephen Breyer, Sonia Sotomayor, and Alega Kagan dissented, I'm surprised Roberts didn't join with the left wing of the court, if you want to call it that. Requiring the vaccination of 84 million Americans selected simply because they work for employers with more than 100 employees certainly falls in the latter category. We are wise. We know enough to defer on matters like this one. When we are wise, we know not to displace the judgments of experts acting within the sphere Congress marked out and under presidential control to deal with emergency conditions. Today, we are not wise. Breyer, Sotomayor, and Kagan wrote in their dissent. In the face of a still raging pandemic, this court tells the agency charged with protecting workers' safety that it may not do so in all the workplaces needed. Once again... uh, the power to regulate interstate commerce falls to the federal government in the Constitution. That's why this mandate was worked the way it was. The federal government did everything within its power to make it as constitutional as possible. This ruling, Justices John Roberts and Brett Kavanaugh joined the liberal justices to form the majority. This is on the federal mandate for uh, healthcare workers that are receiving Medicare and Medicaid funds. Today's decision by the Supreme Court to uphold the requirement for healthcare workers will save lives, the lives of patients who seek care in medical facilities, as well as the lives of doctors, nurses, and others who work there. At the same time, I am disappointed that the Supreme Court has chosen to block common-sense life-saving requirements for employees at large businesses that were grounded squarely in both science and the law. I agree, and this wouldn't have happened if we didn't have a packed Supreme Court. Wild. Now, one of the uh, plaintiffs in the case was a large employer from Tennessee known as the Daily Wire. Ben Shapiro gave his thoughts on the ruling shortly after it happened. Hey folks, we just received the news moments ago that the Supreme Court of the United States has now struck down Joe Biden's tyrannical, unconstitutional vaccine mandate as it applies to businesses across the country. Again, how do you say it? How do you say it? How do you say it? Court of the United States has now struck down Joe Biden's tyrannical, unconstitutional vaccine mandate. Tyrannical, unconstitutional. He is using adjectives to make his argument, not using supporting evidence. As it applies to the cool kids philosopher, Ben Shapiro. Businesses across the country, 100 million American workers were going to be forced to vaccinate or to... I love that everybody just like bringing up his eyebrows. ...to be fired by their employers. We are really proud that we here at The Daily Wire, day one, literally day one, the moment that Joe Biden announced this vax mandate, we said that we would not comply and we did not comply. There are a lot of other companies that did. There are a lot of other companies that didn't have to. He kind of does look like Frankie Muniz here, doesn't he? 
decided to force their employees to mask, force their employees to vaccinate. We said you have the choice as to what you decide to do with your own body when it comes to this vaccine. We said that from the get-go, and we are really proud of that here at Daily Wire, but we didn't just do that. We went further. We were the first company in America to file a federal lawsuit against the Biden administration on the basis of their unconstitutional OSHA vaccine mandate. Okay, okay, I'm sorry. Apologies to Frankie Muniz. We put our money. But if he heard it, he wouldn't remember it anyway. It's so important to us that we stand up for the principles for which you support us, and that's really the key. Thank you for your support, because without your support, we couldn't do stuff like this. Without your support, we couldn't fight the way. Oh my God, this is going to turn straight into a uh, commercial. way that we fought here. And by the way, this fight had consequences. I, yeah, I don't know about the whole that. Like, I just know he has memory issues. I'm sorry. Like, I, I don't know the whole story. I'm not not quite familiar. Apparently, like, he, he doesn't remember a lot about filming Malcolm in the Middle. It's completely off topic here. <laughs> Oh, shit. A hundred million American workers and for the future of governance in the United States, because if the Biden administration had been able to get away with this, they could have gotten away with pretty much anything via the administrative state. They could have implemented tyranny top down simply using the administrative state. They no longer can do that. Thanks to the Supreme Court of the United States. The fuck is he talking about? The help of people like you. So if you're already a subscriber, I want to say thank you. And if you're not already a subscriber, now is the best. Here's the sales pitch. Join us because we are winning. And that's why you ought to go over to dailywire.com slash subscribe and use promo code winning. That's promo code winning for 40% off your subscription today. Again, that's promo code winning because we are winning. We can keep winning with your help. See, here's the thing. We're an organization that values bringing you entertainment content that you want. Now, they used to just be, you know, a propaganda outlet that was a lost leader, right? Like, they were just funded. It looks like some kind of, like, like a Captain D's or something is what it looks. That's what where it looks like he's at. Looks like a vacant daycare, possibly. I, just, I see like some nautical shit in the background here. I think he's, I think he's eating at like a Captain D's restaurant. I fucking. They used to just take a loss, but they realized, hey, these people are really fucking dumb. We can charge for memberships, and they'll buy it, and they have. Oh, shit. We're an organization that values bringing you information that you need. But most of all, we are an organization that prizes fighting tyranny, fighting authoritarianism. We are willing to stand on the front lines. We can do so with your support. So, again, if you already support us, we really appreciate it. You made this happen. Oh, oh we're going we're gonna to be talking about some, some parties here in a second. Please subscribe right now. Dailywire.com slash subscribe. Use promo code winning for 40%. They are just shameless. Hey, we're... There was this Christian rapper that paid me to watch his video on a stream, and I started trolling him on Facebook afterwards, right? It's like every 30 minutes, it's, we are being led down the road to tyranny. Be sure to buy my single on iTunes, follow me, get some merchandise, so we can show these libs we're fighting back. That's all. It's fucking nothing but a sales pitch. Oh my god, these people are shameless. But I don't know, why is the U.S. bucking COVID trends that Europe was seeing? The puzzle of America's record COVID hospitalization rate. 
Even as the Omicron variant sweeps around the world, public health officials have noted that in most cases, the number of COVID patients in hospitals remains significantly lower than during previous pandemic surges. That's not the case in the U.S., where the number of patients with the coronavirus currently in hospital has reached record numbers. According to data from the Department of Health and Human Services, 145,982 people were in hospital with the virus on the 11th of January, surpassing a previous record set in January of 2021. The reason that sounded weird is because we're reading from the BBC and it's written in, in fucking British. On Thursday, U.S. President Joe Biden was expected to announce plans to deploy military medical personnel to help in six of the states hardest hit by the influx of patients. Similarly, hospitals in large parts of neighboring Canada have also seen surges with Quebec reporting a pandemic high last weekend. So what is going on and why might North America's experience be different to South Africa and Europe so far? Let's begin with this chart comparing how many people in several countries have been in hospital with COVID-19 during the pandemic. It's adjusted to account for population size and represents a ratio of the number of people infected. You can see the U.S. shooting way up right now. U.K. down here. Canada is pretty far down but is on an upward trajectory. The various peaks represent times in which each nation was hit by a new COVID wave, including the initial outbreak and influx of hospital patients. Last winter's surge or the summer spike caused by the Delta variant. The green line, for example, shows how hard Italy was hit at both the beginning of the pandemic and again last year. That's the green line. Boom, boom. Hospitals around the U.S. have reported that the spike in infected patients has exacerbated pressure on facilities already strained by the pandemic. Dr. Juan Reyes, the director of hospital medicine at George Washington University in Washington, D.C., which is among the U.S. cities with the highest per capita hospital admissions rate, said that this surge has been a lot more challenging than previous ones. The challenge that we're facing now is that it's happening at a larger volume and things are a little bit tighter. The difference now is a lot of fatigue on healthcare workers and the population at large. Dr. Lewis Robinson, the chief medical officer of Morristown Medical Center in New Jersey, report, and New Jersey is being hit incredibly hard right now, reported that the current admission surge is about twice the size of its previous high in the winter of 2020, despite less severe infections among patients. He attributed the rising numbers partially to increased testing of everyone who comes in the hospital for any reason. In the U.S., U.K., and Canada, newly admitted patients are tested for COVID regardless of what brought them to a hospital. Yes, I've got a cat next to me. You just see his one little sock here. Socks. Come beyond. He wants. Aren't you? This is my buddy. This seriously is the sweetest cat ever leaving us. Likes attention though. Cat ass. <laughs> hey buddy. It's usually not him hopping up here. It's usually Smokey. That's why Smokey has his own uh, on-screen graphic. I just haven't been paying attention to you. You just needed some lovin's. 
Yes, socks. He even put on his tuxedo for you guys. Wearing his nice tuxedo. He got his he got his pretty socks on. Cat butts with Big Doug. That's what I should have been on Twitter. Big Doug. I'm Big Doug on Twitter. Hold on. Not high enough for this. Oh, why is the U.S. bucking COVID trends? I don't know. Let's hear from a sitting U.S. senator. Ted Cruz loses it when asked about asked a stupid mask question by a reporter. This is from Ryan Fournay. On the question on of hypocrisy, you just asked. You people at the podium are speaking without masks. Just once, I'd like to see a reporter say to Joe Biden when he stands at the damn podium in the White House without a mask, Mr. President, why aren't you wearing a mask? Just once, I'd like to see you say to Jen... I would assume it's because they are properly socially distanced. Saki, the White House press secretary, when she stands at the podium with no mask, Ms. Saki, why don't you have a mask? The questions are only directed at one side, and i got to say the American people see the hypocrisy. I mean, you're, you're the side most likely to not be vaccinated. He really did. He, like, he smacked that podium around. Now, I'm not, I'm not one to talk about people's... I smack my desk a lot. I did it when I was, when I was working in radio. I used to smack the console a lot when we were on the morning show, and, and they got incredibly mad at me for doing that. You guys remember the governor of West Virginia? He's the one that he got the data on the Delta variant, and he's like, I'm going to have to go to the bathroom so I can I can take a piss and, and throw up, take a piss and vomit or whatever the fuck he said. West Virginia governor is feeling extremely unwell after a positive COVID test. This is Jim Justice here. Former Democrat, now a Republican, hardcore Trump supporter, but has actually been really good uh, about the COVID pandemic has been one of the better Republican governors when it comes to handling COVID. West Virginia Governor Jim Justice on Tuesday tested positive for COVID-19 and said he is feeling extremely unwell. Justice 70 woke up Tuesday morning with congestion and a cough, adding that by late afternoon, his blood pressure and heart rate were extremely elevated in addition to having a high fever. While I was surprised that my test results came back positive, I'm thankful to the Lord above that I've been vaccinated, I've been boosted, and that I have an incredible support system, especially my love and family. That being said, I feel extremely unwell at this point, and I have no choice but to postpone my State of the State address to the legislature. Governor's State of the State address scheduled for Wednesday will be delivered by written message to the legislature. To satisfy constitutional requirements, Justice will deliver an address at a later date per the statement. For this to happen just one night before the state of the state, knowing I won't be able to be there just saddens me. Now, I'm, I'm doing a pretty good impression of him, I promise you. If you want me to pull up a clip, I can. There are so many great things happening in West Virginia right now. Tomorrow, even though I won't be there, we are going to showcase what we've accomplished with economic development in West Virginia. I ask everyone to continue praying for the 5,452 great West Virginians that we've lost. We need to keep pulling the rope together. We're going to get through this and put an end to this terrible pandemic once and for all. So at least he is talking with some sense. But hey, you know, 
we don't need to be mocking people that come down with COVID that are spreading COVID misinformation like uh, Glenn Beck. Glenn Beck is battling COVID-19 again, and it's bringing out the worst in his critics. This is an article in uh, Desert News. I just happened to see it and thought it was funny. Yeah, how old is that fucking pig of Glenn Beck? It's at least from 15 years ago. It's never acceptable to mock people for getting sick, regardless of their vaccination status. Even though they've been up there fucking spreading misinformation, we shouldn't mock them. Talk show host Glenn Beck said Wednesday that he is battling COVID-19. Is it like, do we have a statement from Glenn Beck? Oh, oh come on! I wanna, I wanna, I wanna, I wanna hear him fucking say it. I wanna hear what he's got to f- goddamn say. Take to the Twitter. Not it. He's because he's still, he's still. This is an hour ago to understand the Great Reset. On Tucker, last night, talking about the Great Reset. Okay, here we go. Great Reset, Joe Biden and the rise of 21st century fascism. <clears throat> Glenn, how are you, my friend? I am great, Mark. I am great. Well, you are pretty good, actually. Now, um... <laughs> Despite having COVID and seeing the destruction of our country, yes, you know, I'm great. Now, do you have COVID right now? Yeah, I do. Yeah, I've been off for about a week. I mean, I've been doing my show. It's a, a lighter case, but it's now starting to go into my lungs uh, today and uh, a little disturbing. But I'm on, you know, I'm on all the medication and treatment. And you taking ivermectin? So. We'll see. Taking the horse pace, Glenn? Any monoclonal? I'm serious about this. <clears throat> no, uh, the monoclonal um, doesn't seem to be working for the Omicron, uh, the new strain, and uh, well, there is like one type that does, but apparently, like it's, it's hard to get uh, hydroxychloroquine. Uh, what is it, fluvoxin? Uh, I'm on a bunch of different. I mean, and my doctors are hitting it really hard. He's on the Joe Rogan kitchen sink regimen. You know what's amazing when we tried to get that stuff. My pharmacist looked at me like I was, you know, a heroin addict. Oh, oh, I know. And it's crazy, Mark, because when you understand what what hydroxychloroquine does, it is, it just opens a... uh, Because I'm sure, because I'm sure the pharmacist doesn't understand what the drugs do, Glenn. You chuckle fucks know more about what drugs do than the pharmacists. uh, Like a portal into the cells, you know. Um, you can't get zinc is what stops this from, from spreading in your body and growing, but zinc can't get Apparently pot does. I'll smoke to that. The water around your cell. So those drugs, all they do is just, they just make a, like a, a delivery system so the zinc can get in there. It's, it's not what's fighting it. It's what's allowing it to get into the cell to fight it. And and everybody knows this. This is basic 
science. This is basic medicine. That's what those drugs are, are used That is not basis. true. Yet, He's a, a basic fucking idiot. If you do that. What? I'm going to take a couple of aspirin, go home, and wait until you put me in the hospital? That's insane. Now, how long? Do not take more than, like, fucking six acetaminophen in a day. Trust me on that one. How long have you had this? <clears throat> I've had it for about a week. But it's not stabilizing? Yeah, it's not. I mean, I'm not going downhill. I mean, I think I'm. I'm feeling better. It's just getting into my lungs. But it's getting uh, into his lungs. That's you know, the you kind of. Yeah, you want it. You want to avoid that. But I'm feeling better, and I'm. You know, Mark, I, I am not concerned about it. I'm really not. Uh, I just. I am so done with this whole COVID thing. I mean, I know it's real. Um, uh, you know, I, I am well aware of how the how the thing ran itself in uh, 1918 with the flu. We're going to be living with this for the rest of our lives. But more people have died of COVID in the United States than of the 1918 flu. By the way, just just a little factoid: the Spanish flu that they call it, which originated in Kansas, it's going to probably go into a flu or a common cold. Right now, it is not endemic yet sick because it's very contagious, but it's not nearly as deadly. Uh, you know, I'm a fatty, fat, fat, though, so you know, that's that's probably not the best thing. Um, uh, you know, and I've got some other, you know, some other issues, but uh, you know, that's just the way it is. And we, we have to, we have got to move on with our lives. That is going to be a weird clip to play in like two or three weeks if this motherfucker succumbs to COVID-19. Like We've got to move on with our lives. Limbeck died February 20. <laughs> right about the fatty fat fatso. Making the announcement, Beck became the latest target of people who believe it's okay to make fun of unvaccinated people who become seriously ill or die. Yeah, yeah, I believe it's okay. Vega said he didn't get the vaccine because he had COVID-19 in 2020 and believed it gave him natural immunity. Well, now! On social media, some people were quick to make sarcastic remarks about Beck's illness. I guess the whole natural immunity thing isn't actually a foolproof plan for the right-wing echo chamber. I simply can't feel bad for any of these dreadful people. Get vaccinated, one person wrote. Others offered thoughts and prayers sarcastically, and one person tweeted, RIP! While many people expressed genuine concern for Beck and wished him a swift recovery, there's an undercurrent of malice that swirls around unvaccinated people who get sick that was recently defended by a columnist in the Los Angeles Times. In a piece entitled, Mocking Anti-Vaxxers, COVID Death is Ghoulish, Yes, But May Be Necessary, Michael Hiltzik considered if unvaccinated people who get COVID-19 are getting their just desserts. He seemed to set himself apart from the cruel mockery that takes place on Reddit and the website Sorry Anti-Vaxxers, yes, which is fucking hilarious. This is just a repository of stupid motherfuckers that have died after they uh, spread COVID misinformation 
And uh, I don't have my bong handy. I would I would totally bong rip with you, but I do not have it handy. I have a, a uh, bowl handy. The repository of people who spread misinformation about COVID and ended up dying. The piece in the Los Angeles Times concluded mockery is not necessarily the wrong reaction, nor is withholding sympathy and solitude. There may be no other way to make sure that the lessons of these teachable moments are heard. Okay, the author of this opinion piece says, in fact, mockery is absolutely the wrong reaction, and those who engage in it degrade themselves, not the target of their ridicule. Calling unvaccinated people COVIDiots and celebrating their deaths only hardens the division between people who believe the pandemic has been ex- uh, exaggerated and people who believe we're not taking it seriously enough. If you hurt my feelings, I won't do the right thing. I keep getting this from right-wingers. I will mock them online. They're like, oh, you're doing a good job of persuading me to vote for the left. Oh, did I hurt your feelings, you triggered little snowflake? Do you need a safe space? Facts do not care about your fucking sensitivities. This dude was talking about how he wanted DeSantis to remain the governor of Florida. And I was like, dude, that isn't really going to happen because his supporters keep dying. Ha 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 ha. Beck may have gone on Mark Levin's show to discuss the book, but his revelation about his uh, worsening COVID-19 Seemed to take Levin by surprise, and it was Beck's health that made headlines today. Occasionally coughing, he said he's been sick with COVID-19 for about a week, but that he is feeling better, although it's a little disturbing that it's moving into his lungs. I'm not concerned about it. Yeah, we just heard that. So, and like, this whole opinion article written by Jennifer Graham, whoever the fuck that is, the ideas and culture editor for uh, Dessert News National, Graham previously wrote for the Boston Globe, the Wall Street Journal, and the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette, among other publications, native of South Carolina. He has four children and two donkeys. So Jennifer Graham's opinion in this opinion piece was like, Don't mock us! That's mean! That's mean! Well, Battle of Possum, I'm glad your bout with COVID did not affect your dick. Because that is something that happens. Somebody who has had COVID and apparently it didn't affect his dick was Mr. Boris Johnson, who has been out partying. Boris Johnson's staff accused of more rule-breaking parties inside of number 10 Downing Street. Reading from the BBC's now, uh, Downing Street staff have been accused of holding two leaving parties in number 10 on the eve of the Duke of Edinburgh's funeral. Who's the Duke of Edinburgh? Warlord, you still in here? I don't even know who the fucking Duke of Edinburgh is. Did I care? (laughs) The Telegraph reported the gatherings were made up of around 30 people drinking alcohol and dancing to music until the early hours. Restrictions at the (laughs) time... Here's the thing, if like it's the people that work in the fucking office, they're around each other all the time anyway, they're probably all vaccinated. Restrictions at the time still banned indoor mixing between different households. 
Number 10, have not denied that the events took place on the on April 16th of 2021. Okay, this didn't uh, this didn't happen recently then. It did confirm Boris Johnson's former director of communications, James Slack. Okay, so, oh, Prince Philip, that happened a while back. Okay, okay, okay. That's why I was confused on this. Mr. Johnson was not at either gathering as he was spending the weekend at his country estate. Okay, I accused uh, Boris of getting his fuck on at these parties and he wasn't even there. My apologies, Mr. Johnson. Latest revelations comes as he faces fury from his own party over attending a drinks gathering in Downing Street Garden during the first lockdown. Labor's deputy leader, Angela Rayner, said the buck stops with the PM over the culture and behaviors inside number 10. According to the Telegraph, Mr. Slack's leaving party coincided with another gathering a gathering in the number 10 basement for one of the PM's personal photographers. Newspaper said staff by the PM... Number 10 Downing Street, that's where the Prime Minister resides. PM Prime Minister, the shorthand of the BBC here. The newspaper said staff were sent to a nearby shop with a suitcase that was brought back filled with bottles of wine. During the basement gathering, sources claimed there was a party atmosphere with a laptop placed on a photocopier with music blaring out. Bojo stuck on a zip line. What the fuck are you talking about? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I remember that. I don't I don't remember it because I don't remember shit. But yeah, I think we did cover that. Trying to derail me from the news at hand. Yeah, people always come to my fucking YouTube and are like, you don't have very many views on your videos. I don't know. I fucking cuss out my my viewers and the people that follow me all the time. Doctors call out Spotify over faults and societally harmful assertions on the Joe Rogan show. Coalition of Doctors and Science Educators is calling for Spotify to take action against misinformation spread on the Joe Rogan experience by like... <laughs> Here's the thing. I feel it's Joe Rogan's responsibility to get the get the actual evidence. What the hell is is How do you have on this quack and you know he's receiving all this flack for being a quack? How do you not have on somebody that's from the fucking CDC or the NIH and ask them, like, about his accusations and why he's wrong? I think you're doing a disservice to your audience. I I just having fucking ten people maybe watching me at a time feel a duty to actually be factual when I'm talking. And I'm not getting paid thirty million by fucking Spotify with a fucking eight nine million fucking listeners. The open letter said by allowing the propagation of false and societally harmful assertions, Spotify is enabling its hosted media to damage public trust in scientific research and sow doubt in the credibility of data driven guidance offered by medical professionals. This was signed by two hundred and seventy healthcare professionals. Rogan, 53, has an estimated 11 million listener. 
11 million listeners. I was a little off. And immense influence, according to the letter, which was reported by Rolling Stone epidemiologist Katrine Wallace, who signed the letter, told the magazine that she views Rogan as a menace to public health and that his ideas are fringe and not backed in science. Wallace added that having Rogan and his guests on huge platforms makes it seem there are two sides to the issue, and there are really not. The overwhelming evidence is the vaccine works, and it's safe. Yeah, he's on Getter, but apparently he is regretting that, because Getter boosted their numbers based on uh, Joe Rogan. They ported over his Twitter followers, and then they're like, Oh, look, we had 8 million people join Getter. And apparently Joe Rogan didn't like that very much. Healthcare professionals specifically took issue with a controversial episode that featured Robert Malone, a virologist, whom they said promotes misinformation about COVID-19. The episode has been heavily criticized by many experts for remarks regarding the pandemic and how the coronavirus impacts people, especially those who are younger. Rogan during the show said that if a 21-year-old asked him if they should get the vaccine, I'll go, no. Is wrong. You should totally get the vaccine. Speaking of a 21-year-old that didn't get the vaccine, Raymond Sparkle's son exposed to somebody who was COVID positive didn't get vaccinated, even though Sparkles and I both have been on to him to get vaccinated. Listen to his dad. His dad, who is a prolific drug user, doesn't make any fucking sense. Another cohort who should uh, especially consider getting vaccinated is pregnant women. White boy bummer. A new study reveals stark COVID risks for unvaccinated pregnant women and their babies. A study looking at health data across the entire population of Scotland found that pregnant women who had not been vaccinated against COVID-19 and caught the disease were much more likely to suffer severe complications for themselves and their infants than those who had been vaccinated and got COVID. Yet despite the growing evidence, vaccination rates among pregnant women remained much lower compared to the general population. So... If you are with child, you got some loin fruit out there, do consider getting your vaccination. And uh, a booster if your doctor recommends it. Not going to spend an hour and a half talking about COVID tonight. Just 40 minutes. The House has passed the voting rights bill. House Representatives on Thursday passed a voting rights legislation approving a measure that combines the Freedom to Vote Act and the John Lewis Voting Rights Amendment Act. I was figuring it was just the John Lewis Act. Cool that it's both of them together. The package will be sent to the Senate where it faces an uphill battle because of Republican opposition. Democrats are considering changing the Senate's filibuster rules to pass the bill. Huh. Be, be, because of, because of Republican opposition, because of Republican opposition, I share the concerns. Are 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 the reporters for Axios calling Miss? I'm sorry, Senator. I'm not going to call her. I'm not going to infantilize her. There, Senator Kirsten Cinema. Is she a Republican? 
of civil rights advocates and others I've heard from in recent months about these state laws. I strongly support those efforts to contest these laws in court and to invest significant resources into these states to better organize and stop efforts to restrict access at the ballot box. And I strongly support and will continue to vote for legislative responses to address these state laws, including the Freedom to Vote Act. Now, okay, I hate to bring up what women are wearing, but cinema specifically has messages in her outfits. What's the deal with the very church lady kind of get up with the with the cross? What what is what's this? And the John Lewis Voting Rights Advancement Act that the Senate is currently considering. I support these bills because they strengthen Americans' access to the ballot box, and they better ensure that Americans' votes are counted fairly. It is through elections that Americans make their voices heard, select their representatives, and guide the future of our countries and our community. These bills treat the symptoms of the disease, but they do not fully address the disease itself. And while I continue to support these bills, I will not support separate actions that worsen the underlying disease of division infecting our country. The debate over the Senate 60 vote threshold shines a light on our broader challenges. There's no need for me to restate my longstanding support for the 60 vote threshold to pass legislation. There's no need for me to restate its role. And, then, and like, and here's the thing: for those that don't know, the what, what you have to have sixty votes to end debate and move to an up or down vote to pass legislation. That's what the filibuster is. It, it's a cloture vote, is what it's called. And it was never intended to be used to block everything the other party did. I. I Look up usage of the filibuster over time. I should be able to give you an image. Uh, shit. So, this goes back to the 60s and how often it was used. You can see it getting uh, used more and more often until we come over to Obama and it explodes. This is not a thing that was intended by the Constitution. It's not in the Constitution. It's really fucked up, actually. Protecting our country from wild reversals in federal policy. It is a view I've held during my years. As if the Senate wasn't already non-democratic enough. It is a view I continue to hold. It is the belief that I have shared many times in public settings... Why is she and emo? Why, why, why is she looking like Grimace up here? Both parties have offered ideas, including some that would earn my support, to make this body more productive, more deliberative, more responsive to Americans' needs, and a place of genuine debate. I, w- I honestly wonder what she has lined up for after her Senate, because like she ain't getting re-elected. There, there is no fucking way. 
if you have lost the support of all the grassroots leftists and Democrats, like she would have to switch parties, and I don't think the Republicans would accept her. So I don't see her getting reelected, but I wonder what she has been promised, what kind of position in a company. Winery intern. <laughs> I don't I don't know. I don't know. I don't get it. You gonna be out there mashing grapes with her feet like like fucking Lucy? Our country's pressing issues. And while this week's harried discussions about Senate rules are but a poor substitute for what I believe could have and should have been a thoughtful public debate at any time over the past year. Such a discussion is still a worthy goal. But a discussion of rules falls short of what is required. She sounds like she's getting ready to fucking cry. Give me a break. And the granting of power in Washington, D.C. is exchanged regularly by the voters from one party to another. It's getting ready to exchange here in this fucking uh, election coming up, ma'am. To members of both. Because of the inaction of Democrats. Even though, even though, just like in every fucking election for like the last 15 fucking years, the people are going to go to the, the polls and more people will vote for Democrats. The Democrats will not have equal representation within the government. And that is because of fucking people like you. Almost certainly more people will vote for Democrats this fall, but Democrats will get the shaft. Remember, the Senate is 50-50 right now, but the Democrats represent 40 million more people. As a weapon of obstruction or a safety net to save the country from radical policies, depending on whether you serve in the majority or the minority. But what is the legislative filibuster other than a tool that requires new federal policy? The House passed the dual voting rights bill today. Section of Americans, a guardrail, inevitably. The Senate is burning down the House. Holds the Senate majority, but which in reality ensures that millions of Americans represented by the minority party have a voice in the process. Shitima. Demands to Senator Shittima. <laughs> from whichever party holds the fleeting majority amount to a group of people separated on two sides of a canyon shouting that solution to their colleagues. And that makes the rift both wider and deeper. Consider this. In recent years, nearly every party line response to the problems we face in this body Every partisan action taken to protect a cherished value has led us to more division, not less. Oh my God, is the Daily Wire doing like a West Wing reboot? The steady escalation of tit-for-tat in which each new majority weakens the guardrails of the Senate and excludes input from the other party, furthering resentment and anger amongst this body and our constituents at home. Hey, that's fine and dandy if it wasn't for the fact that the Republicans are going to get power and cut your fucking nuts off any way they can. Republicans are absolutely ruthless and do not, do not afford anybody the the, the fucking benefit of a doubt. They will do whatever they can to maintain power. It would, like, the Daily Wire is starting to produce uh, fictional content. 
So I it wouldn't surprise me if they were doing a West Wing type show. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Deb, you're right, you're right, you're right. They've been producing fictional content for years. Taped dramas, I, what do you want to call it? But hey, this this whole notion, the 23, 24 states that passed these bills in the wake of the 2020 election because of vote integrity, like it's just, it's just all, it's, it's mass hysteria. And the American people aren't buying it. A recent survey asked Americans for their view of the most important problems. In case you guys didn't know, this is Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell, who looks like a turtle. View as their top priority. President Biden and Senate Democrats have been shouting, actually shouting at the American people, that an evil, racist, anti-voting conspiracy will destroy democracy forever unless Democrats get total one-party control of the entire government starting next week. But are the American people buying any of it? Is this what The Democrats want total one-party control by allowing an up-or-down vote on legislation. Jesus fucking Christ. Gallup asked citizens for their priorities. What they thought we ought to be doing. Do you know what share of Americans said election law? Less than one half of 1%. One half of 1%. Nobody in this country is buying the fake hysteria that democracy will die unless Democrats get total control. Okay, and then like, and Matt Walsh had this whole thing about like how he doesn't believe in fucking democracy and voting rights and all this shit. But like... There are people, and it's been a common refrain from Republicans, I've seen it more and more over the last 10 years, they will respond back, we're not a democracy, we're a republic. And every fucking time, I'm like, you know you're wrong, right? Republic is our form of government, our form of voting. The way we elect our representatives is democratic vote. We are a representative democracy. I even had a candidate for Congress tell me that we are not a democracy, to which I said, you couldn't pass a civics test. You shouldn't be running for Congress. He went to the uh, fucking, what, the DHS or whatever. Uh, I don't don't know which agency it actually has the, the fucking civics test for immigrants. He went and he took the test. Show me that he got 100% on it, but told me the caveat it was wrong when it said we were a democracy (laughs) but yet he got a hundred percent on it according to his little screenshot which told me that he didn't actually answer the questions truthfully Yes, we saw an attack on the capitol to try to prevent the democratically elected leader from being seated and my worry is they're going to just fucking, if Republicans take control again, it's over. If they take the House and the Senate this fall, it's very possible that they impeach Biden, they impeach Harris, and they'll install their own person. And they really are. They've talked about the notion of making Trump the Speaker of the House, impeaching Biden. This is real. They have talked about this. 
I, Mitch McConnell has to know his party's off the rails. I, 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 I don't, I don't fucking, and I'm, I'm, I'm worried. I'm worried about, I'm worried about where we go as a country because when you've, you've got a Republican that says anything, there are 123 outlets of right-wing media echoing it across every platform on social media, on Facebook, Twitter, like, fuck it, you can't get that kind of penetration. And they post the stories over and over and over and over again. You'll see the same story from the Daily Wire, the Blaze, the blah, 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 blah. How many times did you guys see uh, Aaron Rodgers? If you can't question the science, it's not science. Fox News said it, Daily Wire said it, blah, 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 blah. And just it just echoes. There's not that kind... That we're not winning the propaganda war. As a communications expert, I am extremely worried. And, and there's no way there's no way a a left media can compete because we don't have the fucking money. Yeah, they've got the entire AM radio dial. I work, I'm a contractor for an organization that is a a union busting organization. They have been in. They, they, they're they're going nuts right now, and they're all over AM radio. So like fucking daily, I am I am clipping shit from these AM shows, and like it's amazing to me how many talentless fucking hacks have shows on AM radio that I never even fucking heard of before. Let me let me list some of these off for you. The Gary Byron show, the Rocco La Duca show. The Don DePietro, or John DePietro show, Vicky McKenna, Andrew Caldwell, The Buff Show, The Conservative Commandos, John Rush, Jason Rance. These are just these are just the videos I have produced in the last week or two. Oh man, did Greg Valentine pass? Yeah, rest in peace to the hammer. Bill Cowan, Celinda Hawkins, Simon Conway, Steve Noxon, Vic Percelli, Jack, and do you know what? They never have anything of interest to say. It is the same goddamn nonsense. I have to listen to these clips every fucking day, and it is the same right-wing talking points. Meanwhile, I have people coming to my YouTube and like, oh, you've got nine views in nine hours. Yeah, speaking the truth isn't popular. I don't have a fucking well-financed machine pushing my propaganda everywhere. It would be so easy to be a fucking right-winger. You guys piss me off and I will become the Patriot Patrol. And even though these videos exist... Even though these videos exist of me talking about, like, I'm going to become a right winger, fucking screw them over, they'll still believe. 
Oh, that's my Patreon pitch, if you guys didn't know. You guys never watched my, my Patreon video. That's, that's more interesting than, than goddamn Mitch McConnell, I assure you. That's, that's my whole commercial here on Patreon. <laughs> this is my old microphone. The one that Sparkle says doesn't work. Hi, I'm Justin Freakin'. Doesn't sound as good as this one, but... Caster and comedian. Not liberal. Leftist. And despite what you may have heard from right-wing propaganda, George Soros isn't handing out Soros bucks and funding people like me. There are no Koch brothers, Mercers, or any number of right-wing think tanks funding content on the left side of the spectrum the way they fund people like Ben Shapiro, Dave Rubin, and Dennis Prager. And YouTube doesn't monetize videos that are controversial or deal with politics unless you're someone like Steven Crowder. So this is an ultimatum. Become a patron. Support my Patreon. Or I'm going to become a right-winger and get some of that easy money. You know for a fact that I could be bigger than Charlie Kirk or Jesse Lee Peterson. Amazing! All I have to do is talk about how I used to be an SJW snowflake, but the left went too far with their cultural Marxism, and Republicans are stupid enough to buy it, even though this video exists. And you know I'm right, so give me your money, or I'm selling you out. <laughs> telling you, I'm telling you. I also, I also have a stand-up bit about how I'm going to become a televangelist. Call. I don't want to add to be your role model. I haven't done that bit in quite some time. I almost pulled it out when I did, uh, when I did the 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 stand-up bit for uh, New Year's on Echoplex. So this is Jen Saki. She is going to compare the Biden agenda to bunny rabbits and ice cream. Adam, welcome. Good to see you, my friend. The Biden agenda to bunny rabbits and fucking ice cream. Um, I had a couple specific ones, but I wanted to kind of follow on that. Um, if you're determining next steps, I mean, frankly, things just seem like they're going pretty poorly right now for, for the White House. The, you know, Build Back Better is being blocked, voting rights is being blocked. Diplomatic talks Russia. I I don't ever like that's I'm not I don't beg my followers for money. I appreciate the people that do sub to the channel. I appreciate the the people that are on my Patreon. I mean, my Patreon is is like a dollar, three dollars, and five dollars. My goal is like if I can get five hundred people following me on Patreon for one dollar, and you know I can make fucking ten fifteen dollars off of each video I, I post on YouTube, I would be a happy man. And honestly, I could probably live off that. Posting fucking three, four, or five videos a day. However many I do. And then the Patreon, like, seriously. On top of, you know, I fucking, I've got my other endeavors I do. I don't, I don't, I'm not expecting you guys to throw out money for me. I'm never going to beg for money. I don't care about money. When I sat down with my advisor in college. They 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 sat me down with somebody in the marketing department. That was who they, they set me up with as an advisor. First thing she says is like, well, how much money do you want to make? And I'm like, 
Money? If I wanted to make money, I wouldn't have gone into broadcasting. I would have been a lawyer. If I wanted to make money, I would have been a fucking lawyer. I'm in broadcasting strictly for the love of it. So, like, all I ask of you guys is just, like, fucking bump up my numbers, share my shit out when you think I, I, I say something funny. That's all I give a fuck about. And, like, troll me. I, do, I throw up all my shit on right-wing sites trying to get them to troll me because then that bumps up my numbers. I'm sorry that you get more commercials on Twitch now because, like, I'm an affiliate. and They've, they've changed something about the commercial layout. Because I, I don't... I don't... Yeah, here's yeah, here's the thing is like even if I was a lawyer, I couldn't be I would be the law if you've seen where the Buffalo Rome and Bill Murray is playing Hunter S. Thompson and he's talking about Laszlo getting ready to come into the courtroom. And he's like, My lawyer lives to fuck with cops. That would be the kind of lawyer I'd be. I'd be fucking a public defender taking on cases just to fuck with the cops. I would live to fuck with the cops. Oh, don't think I don't use a fucking ad block. I fucking... I don't watch any fucking ads. That's why I don't expect you guys to fucking watch any ads. <laughs> like, fuck... Fuck the... Fuck commercials. You know how I feel about commercials. I think they're... They're psychological terrorism... Uh, honestly, you guys buy me dinner every month on Twitch. That's pretty cool. I get twenty to thirty dollars a month. Is about what I'm I'm clearing on Twitch. That's that's not fucking bad. You guys buy me fucking dinner. I'm that's that's fucking cool. I think that's neat. Uh, no, it's mainly from subscriptions. You don't really get fuck off from ads. <laughs> it's like fucking three dollars a month of ads. It it really is just for it's from subscriptions. Fuck Twitch, fuck Amazon, fuck you, YouTube. Hey, YouTube analytics guy, come back. He was he was uh, reprimanding me for my drug use, and then I OD'd the next day. Fucking maybe he was from YouTube analytics. He knew what the fuck was up. Um, I do indeed spend your contribution on exotic cheese or just cheese, not necessarily exotic. Like I buy high end cheese. It might not be exotic cheese. It might be a bag of Sargento. I don't like the, I don't like fucking craft. Craft tastes like goddamn cardboard, cardboard. I gotta have the all natural. Fuck YouTube. The kind of high-end cheese you put in your nose. <laughs> now, we already had a talking to from YouTube about putting shit up your nose. But it can't all be bunny rabbits and ice cream, bitches. ...to brought us back from the brink, the brink of war. Inflation's at a 40-year high. The virus is setting records for infection. So, 
is we kind of hit this one year period and a period where. Hold on, hold on. In all, in all honesty, this might be a, this might be good. I might clip this for YouTube as long as we're playing the inside baseball here and I'm telling you about the inner workings of being a content creator. Let me go back and give that a proper introduction so I can clip it out and possibly put it on YouTube. Here is Jen Psaki after all of the defeats that the Biden administration faced today with the vaccine mandate getting smacked down and uh, Senator Cinema punching a hole in the whole filibuster idea. Jen Psaki decides to describe the Biden agenda as bunny rabbits and ice cream. A couple specific ones, but I wanted to kind of follow on that. Um, is your determining next step? Real pro over here. Exactly. Things just seem like they're going pretty poorly right now for, for the White House. The, you know, Build Back Better is being blocked. Voting rights is being blocked. Diplomatic talks with Russia doesn't seem to have brought us back from the rank, the brink of war. Inflation's at a 40-year high. The virus is setting records for infection. So as we kind of hit this one-year period and a period where everything seems like it's in pretty rough shape or nearly everything, um, which is not an invitation, I guess, to list off <laughs> um, some other things. Uh, I, I'm, I'm wondering at what point do you take stock and say that things need to change internally, whether it's your outreach for the Hill, whether it's the leadership within the White House. Uh, you seem to be stymied on an incredible number of fronts right now. Well, let me give you a little bit of a different take on this. Uh, more than 200 million people are vaccinated. We've had a record job growth, record low unemployment rates uh, historically in this country over the last year. We've rebuilt our alliances and our relationships around the world. And right now, as it relates to Russia, as you heard our national security advisor convey, we're- I don't even have to say anything. Just put that meme up. For those of you listening to the podcast right now, I just, I put up a meme this is every Bernie supporter right now. Stephen Colbert pointing to a gigantic ass sign that says, I told you so. Working with partners around the world to convey very clearly. It's up to them to make a choice about what's next. We're not going to make that on their behalf. Uh, it's up to them to determine if there are going to be crippling economic sanctions or not, or uh, if they d decide to move forward. But uh, we also recognize when you have a, a small margin and threshold in the Senate. I, and like, hey, we're going to talk about Russia on Sunday. But the idea of economic sanctions is just absolute bullshit. It doesn't hurt the people in power. It doesn't hurt the actual the 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 regime that you're trying to like fucking Putin ain't gonna feel the economic sanctions the people of Russia are and that's bullshit it's very difficult to get things done and to get legislation passed and the fact that the president under his leadership got the american rescue plan passed wait hey, wait a minute and wait a minute wait a minute wait a minute that was biden's whole selling point was that, you know, he fucking, he could get shit done. That he'd be able to work with Republicans. That was from the get-go. That was, that was what he was saying. With 19 votes in the Senate, about six votes in the House. Uh, the fact that we are still continuing to, to work with members to determine the path forward on Build Back Better. That we have the vast majority of Democrats in the Senate supporting voting rights. That's a path forward for us. And our effort is to do hard things, try hard things, and keep at it. So we just don't see it through the same prism. So the sense is things are going well. There's no need for change right now. I think that uh, having worked in a White House before, 
you do hard things in White Houses. Um, you have every challenge uh, at your at your feet, laid at your feet, whether it's global or domestically. Uh, and we could certainly propose legislation to see if people uh, support bunny rabbits and ice cream, but that wouldn't be very rewarding to the American people. So the president's view is we're going to keep pushing for hard things, and we're going to keep pushing. I, I beg to differ, ma'am. There is a presidential candidate who's run in the last few cycles who runs on fucking ponies and tooth health and does quite well, ma'am. Very popular man. Named Vermin Supreme. They're not trying hard. They're not. Uh, I don't remember who I was watching. It might have been The Hill or it might have been on Majority Report. Fucking they, they're comparing him to LBJ or whatever. Like, fucking LBJ brought people into the White House and showed them his gigantic-ass dick. That's how LBJ got things done. He would he would take people out on a boat and then go over and piss off the side and then show off his gigantic dick. Literally and figuratively, apparently. I'm not lying. The motherfucker had a horse cock... And that's how he would fucking intimidate people. He would take meetings to the bathroom and make people he was negotiating with stand next to him at the urinal and show them his gigantic fucking dick. History is fascinating. History is fascinating. We don't need your bunny rabbits and ice cream. We need somebody with a gigantic dick. Let's move on to the January 6th committee. House Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy has decided he is not going to quit. He's gone a, he's gone a little back and forth about whether he would cooperate with the committee. Well, like today, as of today, he is not going to be cooperating. Here is his press conference from earlier today. Good morning. More people here. When inflation rises, you show up. That's a good thing. Yes. Well, let's begin. In one week, it will mark one year since President. Well, I can't give you some gigantic dick. I'll give you some like, like normal sized dick. Is America better off? After 12 months of one-party rule in Washington. Well, let's recap to see what the answer to that question is. One million kids started the year off once again, dealing with abrupt school closures, returning to more... Media witch! You just missed the gigantic dick talk. So many parents being stuck once again. We were talking about bunnies and ice cream and, and horse cocks. We're near record highs. There's never been one. Or, uh, there's never been two party rule. There's there's been one corporate party rule. Now we have the reason you're all here. We have the highest inflation rate in 40 years, causing prices to surge. And like, okay, first of all, the inflation is happening all over the fucking world. So I don't I don't understand what the U.S. government actually has to do with it. But the other thing is that fucking economic policies take a couple of years. So, like, blaming the Democrats for what's going on now is kind of weird. We'll look at what the economy is actually doing here in, uh, in 2024. And that will be more of an indicator. 
of exactly the policies that the Democrats are enacting now. Which, what fucking policies? They weren't able to pass their fucking budget. (laughs) We're coming up on another budget deadline as well. So other than the American Rescue Plan, the Democrats haven't really passed any economic policy that would have an effect on the country. So I don't really know what these fuckers are talking about. And the fact that Biden uh, uh, appointed Jerome Powell, reappointed him to the Fed chair position is, is bullshit as well. We needed a change at the Federal Reserve. That increase you see there all happened under President Biden's watch. To put that number in perspective, here is the real impact inflation is having on soaring prices. Americans are paying on a daily basis. 50% in gas, used cars up 37%, hotels 28, beef 19. Now that's only I bought beef the other day and it was not it was not out of the usual. I don't know what he's talking about. Americans have shared their experiences of dealing with Empty shells and sparse... Okay, so that like the car thing, like you have to look at each individual market because the car thing has a lot to do with like they haven't been able to... Uh, um, Used car is a different thing. Cars are malfunctioning in ways that used cars are becoming less common. Getting a used car is kind of hard because, like, there, there's these weird chip malfunctions. And then the new car supply has been dwindling because of the chip shortage. <sighs> yeah, but the, the Biden administration has made another gigantic purchase of masks and will apparently be sending them out, but fucking... <laughs> and tests. By nearly every single measure, America is worse off than we were before Joe Biden took office. We've still got a pandemic raging this country, and this is the party that has fought every fucking measure to rein it in. Did he go to a school to advocate for our children to return to the classroom? That's a good point, Tones. No, he did not. And rates are going to go up, and they need to go up. Communities dealing with the historic crime surge. By the way, crime is down in cities that have elected progressive uh, district attorneys. Crime is down, and like way down in cities that have elected progressives in, in their offices. He didn't go to the border to see the situation firsthand because he's been a I'd get on that, Tones. But you've also got to look at like the housing market is probably going to crash in the next couple of years as well. Base spreads falsehoods and to disparage millions of Americans. You know, the Biden agenda is now so toxic that the Daily Beast, and that's a far from a right-leaning publication, recently dubbed it as a build-back choir because even Democrats are actively avoiding talking about it. By the way, I have a question for all of you. Did anyone in this room find out where Stacey Abrams' scheduling conflict was all about? Well, maybe we just found one. Why don't you tell us about your text messages with, with Trump on January the 6th? President Biden is unpopular. 
As I come week after week, it is now 26 Democrats have announced they will be retiring. That's more than any cycle since 1996. Good, we've got way too many old fucking people. That number will get higher. They cannot run on a record of failure. They definitely can't run on a record of accomplishment. <coughs> I know that record will be higher than 30 retirements as it goes. Who can blame these Democrats? The only thing they have to show their constituents for the past year is I mean, he's right about this. Harder for the average American. Well, not making harder. Of being unable to pass their agenda. More controls. House Republicans understand the priorities of the American people. They want prices to come down. Bullshit. They want their kids' schools open. They want safer communities to be able to walk in their neighborhoods. In a sense that their government is listening to their needs. Now, if entrusted with the majority... House Republicans will dedicate our legislative... This is going to be an interesting election, guys. ...to focusing on the true needs of the American people. This is a commitment we make as a conference. Democrats are actually up a couple of seats now. ...why you elected... ...with Nunes leaving and there was a special election in Florida that went that, to the Democrats. The yes, ma'am. There's also the Trump factor in this election that Trump is getting really fucking um, really mean towards people that don't fall in line with him. A few days after that, you went down to visit the former president in Mar-a-Lago. What changed? Why did you make that trip? What changed? Why did I make the trip? What changed from what you said on the floor? Criticizing him, saying that he was... My, criti- my criticism went to everyone on that day. Why was the Capitol so ill-prepared At the time, you, you made a... Why was the Capitol so ill-prepared that day? Right-wingers always want to say, like, Nancy Pelosi was in charge of Capitol security. That is not true. How do we make sure it will never be ill-prepared again? I just had a conference with our members and the Sergeant of Arms and the Capitol Police. You weren't in the room, but let me give you an answer to some of the questions that were asked. And some of the questions that were asked to the Capitol Police, the chief said that was above his pay grade to make the answer. I think I think the executive branch has way too much power. Trump. Trump's presidency Simple scared the shit out of me. I already, I already thought that. Before the chambers. Long before Trump, but fuck, but fuck. It scared the shit out. I thought there was more of a deep state than what there is. The January 6th committee asked for any of the communications from the former sergeant of arms to the speaker that day. <clears throat> to the best of his knowledge. Less power. Less power. Less power in the executive branch. The more we learn about the situation. The more we find that from investigation to investigation... The more we find that you were involved, you piece of shit. ...police intel department in November of not providing the information going further has been... He actually is bringing up something that we were going to talk about. That there were violent messages that went unshared. But, I mean, once again, this is Trump. This is... I'm sure it was Trump factions within the DHS. 
The department's intelligence office saw significant chatter in the 48 hours before the January 6th uh, riot and concluded it was just a uh, uh, hyperbole, according to internal emails shared with Politico. On January 6, 2021, as a mob of Donald Trump supporters began besieging the Capitol, Department of Homeland Security officials reviewed a plea for help. Rioters had started climbing up scaffolding when at 2.12 p.m., the Capitol Police requested information from DHS's intelligence agency. That office monitors public social media chatter for clues on where violence may break out nationwide. A DHS official whose name was redacted outlined the request. Are groups talking about taking over the Capitol on social media? Are tactics being discussed about taking over the Capitol? Tactics can include radio frequencies, weapons, etc. etc. Batch of emails sent from 2.12 p.m. through 3.12 p.m. on January the 6th show that in the 48 hours leading up to the attack, officials weighed what to share with law enforcement and ultimately proceeded with caution. In some cases, DHS officials worried that reporting violent messages found online could infringe on American civil liberties. In the two days before the insurrection, intelligence analysts had found significant chatter in an online forum, the emails show, but chose not to report them because they found that the comments could be hyperbole and therefore protected speech. We know that the dude that oversees like the Capitol Tunnel Museum or whatever the fuck it's called... Like, fucking saw like a bunch of people accessing the website for the maps and shit, and he went... Uh, to the fucking DHS it was like, hey, hey, they're planning something. Jesus. No problem on the basis for that day. And the core of what we need to have happen here is why was this building so ill-prepared? Because of you and Trump and your plans to take over the government. Disclosing private conversations, did you tell House Republicans on a January 11th phone call that President Trump told you he agreed that he bore some responsibility for January 6th, as Chairman Thompson's letter indicates? I'm not sure what call you're talking about. So The January 6th letter. How's CNN doing? We're doing okay. okay? Yes. You, you You battled the creation of an outside commission from the start, you also oppose the select committee. Well, that's you said, not true. Well, well you also Go said... Ahead, ask your question. Can I, I'll, okay. I'll verify it's I, true I, I appreciate that. It is true. You said, sure, you'd be willing to testify about your conversations now, with what Donald was the Trump. Data? That was in May of last year. Okay. And you're now saying you won't agree to voluntarily cooperate. Yeah. So why should the public not conclude that you're trying to hide something yep. here and hide the facts from getting out? Great question. I hope everything gets corrected at CNN. Well, can you answer your employees in logic? That's called an ad hominem. That is that specifically is negative. A lot of people fucking fuck up ad hominem because I like to call people dumb fucks after I I destroy them. And they're like ad hominem. I'm like, no, no, ad hominem is not an insult. Uh, An ad hominem is where you use a, a attack on the messenger in order to try to destroy their credibility and avoid presenting evidence for your argument. And that's what he just did. Like CNN's ratings, the whole pedophile scandal with the, with the two producers, whatever. That's what he's referring to. He's just like, I'm, I'm just going to ignore your very valid question. Ah, oh, CNN, your ratings. Ha <laughs> ha. Um, after January 6th, you can state this. 
who was the first person to offer a bipartisan commission to look at that day? Was it me? I'll help you. The answer is yes. Nancy Pelosi waited four months. In that time period, as we came here and discussed many times, we would, we'd ask this question. My fear began to erode that she'd played politics with us. You watched it unfold and fold, and she would prepare that who can who can have a subpoena power, who can have the scope, continuing to fight it all along the way that we now found. She just played politics while the Senate had... No, 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 no. You, you wanted to play politics. You wanted to put fucking Jim Jordan on the commission. The FBI was doing their own investigation. And you all know the role of Congress. The only role we have is legislative. You asked me that question in May. An oversight of the executive branch. That was two months before Nancy Pelosi decided for the first time in history by any speaker... To deny the minority to even put their individuals on a committee. You put people that were possible witnesses on the committee. And then appoint a chairman who starts the committee by saying the only person out of bounds is the speaker. And now that we find, even when we ask to preserve that information with the sergeant of arms, that they will not provide his voice just keeps getting, like, higher and higher, doesn't it? It's very annoying. Maybe if Nancy Pelosi had done what other speakers would do and not play politics with it, it could have been a different answer. If you're subpoenaed, yes, sir, will you defy a subpoena? Yes, will you defy a subpoena? You have a unique window into the president on that day, January 6th. You were one of the only few people who spoke to him that day. Doesn't the American public have a right to know what the President of the United States was thinking and doing yep. while the U.S. Capitol was under attack? You know, that's a great question. He's very happy about it. I didn't wait a year later. On January 6th, I spoke to the American public. Not by one network, but by many networks. My conversation was very short. Pretty sure you still supported the challenges to the certification. Even after the attack. There is nothing that I can provide the January 6th committee for legislation of them moving forward. There is nothing in that realm. It is pure politics of what they're saying. So tell us what you're saying. Just calling a political matter politics is not fucking... Is oversight that you intend to, to write? That's that's the, that's not the winning argument. He thinks it is. Long history of, of legislating of, of oversight that doesn't necessarily result in legislation. You guys did it. Pelosi did it. Boehner did it. Ryan did it. I mean, that's that. There's a long history of that. So you really? guys are only. And, and, ha- and how often have we gone after people's phone I'm, not, I'm, ask, I'm asking you about what you will do. What you will do if you are the speaker of that? Will you only conduct oversight that is? That is legislative. You know what we'll do if we are entrusted with the majority? The first thing we'll do is talk about how do we lower the prices for the American public. Bullshit. You're going to, like, remove a bunch of Democrats from their committees. You've already said it. How do we stop this rise of inflation and prices of everything we deal with? The shit you guys caused? How do we stop government mandating and controlling our lives? How do we make cities safe again? And yes, we will hold this administration accountable. We just found this week, I sent a letter with Virginia Fox. 
The Secretary of Education asked the National School Board to send them a letter so he can go to the Attorney General to now investigate the parents who go to school board meetings of terrorism. Oh, this whole chestnut again. We have 13 new Gold Star families. That never had to happen. How many Americans are still stuck there? Have any of you asked that question? How many Gold Star families under fucking Bush that never had to fucking happen? The taxpayer that... Oh, 13 people were killed in the withdrawal. But you don't take any responsibility for the stupid-ass war that's been going on for 20 fucking years. Where that is? Where's it being sold to now on the black market? Uh, IRS releasing Americans' tax returns. Yes, we can do both, and we will. I hope you all have a great week. Are you talking about Trump? Jesus! Oath Keeper's leader charged with seditious conspiracy. Leader of the far-right militia group, the Oath Keepers, has been charged with seditious conspiracy over last year's attack on the U.S. Capitol. Stuart Rhodes was among 11 people to be charged with the crime on Thursday. This is like, why hasn't anybody been charged with insurrection? Why hasn't anybody been charged with sedition? You've heard that from the right wing a lot. He was arrested at his home in Texas, according to his lawyer. This is the first time the sedition charge has been applied over the deadly riot. Trump supporters stormed Congress in January of 2021 as it was meeting the certified Joe Biden's victory. More than 725 people have been arrested for the attack, which shocked the world. Mr. Rhodes, a 56-year-old former U.S. paratrooper and Yale-educated lawyer, is accused of conspiring with others to oppose by force the execution of the laws governing the transfer of presidential power. The sedition charge is defined as attempting to overthrow, put down, or to destroy by force the government of the United States. The Department of Justice accuses Mr. Rhodes of working with other Oath Keepers, a loosely knit militia that believes the U.S. government has been corrupted by elites to transport weapons and ammunition to Washington, D.C. in their effort to block Mr. Biden's presidency. Prosecutors say that starting in late December 2020, Mr. Rhodes used encrypted communications to plan the attack on Congress, although he himself is never said to have entered the building. He's accused of creating several quick reaction force teams, which plan to use the firearms in support of their plot to stop the lawful transfer of presidential power. The charges allege that Mr. Rhodes split members into different stacks who went into the Capitol heavily clad in riot and tactical gear. There's a New York Times video that, that shows the Oath Keepers, the Proud Boys, points them out. It is really well done. The first stack split up after entering the building and went separately to the House and Senate chambers, while the second stack confronted officers in the Capitol Rotunda. Mr. Rhodes has said in previous interviews with conservative groups that the members who entered the Capitol had gone off mission and were not acting on his orders. Ooh, he threw his men under the bus. What a piece of shit. Edward Vallejo, uh, 63, of Phoenix, Arizona, was also arrested on Thursday. The others charged with seditious conspiracy were already facing separate criminal charges in relation to the attack. 
Lawyers for several of the accused have argued that they were present at the Capitol to provide security for high-profile conservatives, including Roger Stone, an ally of Mr. Trump, whom he pardoned in the final days of his term. Sedition charges are exceptionally rare in modern U.S. history and were last applied by the federal prosecution to uh, by federal prosecutors to a Michigan militia in 2010. The group who were alleged to have plotted an attack on police officers were acquitted by a judge who ruled that their violent rhetoric did not indicate a concrete agreement to forcibly oppose the United States government. The January 6th committee has also subpoenaed records from some well-known tech outlets that we are broadcasting on currently. January 6th select committee on Thursday subpoenaed Alphabet, Meta, Reddit, and Twitter for records as part of its investigation on the Capitol insurrection. The four social media companies have key information. And for those of you who, who aren't aware, Meta is Facebook, Alphabet is YouTube and Google. Four social media companies have key information related to the spread of misinformation, efforts to overturn the 2020 election. I called Alphabet ABC the other night when I was on with the, the YouTube guy. I fucked it up. And domestic violent extremists. Alphabet's YouTube served as a platform for communicating plans for the January 6th attack, including live streams as it took place, according to the committee. Meta's shows... I mean, we were watching the January 6th attack. I was broadcasting on all those platforms. It'd be awesome if they put up a trip, a, a clip of the Troll Patrol during during one of their public hearings. I'd be, I'd be that fucking kid from the 90s in the meme. Meta's social media platforms, most prominently Facebook, were reportedly used to spread conspiracy theories about the election, coordinate the Stop the Still movement, and share messages of hate and violence. A Reddit community named R. The Donald gained traction before migrating in 2020 to the website thedonald.win, which hosted significant discussions and planning for the insurrection. Twitter was also used to communicate plans and amplify allegations of election fraud, including by the former president himself. Uh, The company was allegedly warned that its users were using the platform to coordinate political violence ahead of January 6th. Oh, that is awesome. You have video of that? Send me that. Winch, that's that's fantastic. This video comes after inadequate responses to prior requests for information. Two key questions for the select committee are how the spread of misinformation and violent extremism contributed to the violent attack on our democracy and what steps, if any, social media companies took to prevent their platforms from being breeding grounds for radicalizing people to violence. This is according to committee chair Benny Thompson. The question to that is, is they have profited heavily off of it. They're still profiting off of misinformation, predominantly uh, uh, fucking medical misinformation now. Good Lord, are they profiting off of right-wing misinformation about the virus and vaccines. Enough about that shit. Prince Andrew has lost his military titles 
and the use of HRH, I don't know what that is. Hopefully we'll find out here in this BBC piece. The Duke of York's military titles and royal patronages have been returned to the Queen, according to Buckingham Palace. Prince Andrew, 61. Now, they would have had to have known about all this shit for 15 fucking years at least. Why now? Why the fuck now? Prince Andrew, 61, will also stop using his style... Hold on. We'll stop using the style His Royal Highness. That's the HRH. His Royal Highness. He don't he doesn't get to be called His Royal Highness anymore. I can't say it on Twitch and it's probably one I uh, come to think about it that might be one of the reasons why I I got the the ban on the on the Twitter. I have a saying about anybody who calls themselves royalty and what should happen to them. Think French Revolution. <laughs> just just for good measure. Anyone calls themselves royalty. This comes after he faces a U.S. civil action over sexual assault allegations, claims he is consistently denied. Source close to the Duke said he would continue to defend himself against the case brought in New York by Virginia Gouvray. But the source insisted a judge's ruling on Wednesday that the civil action could proceed was not a judgment on the merits of Mrs. Gouvray's allegations. There's fucking pictures of him with her. That's a picture of him with the Queen. Where's the picture of him with Gouffray? Hey, fuck you, BBC. Why wouldn't you... Why wouldn't you... Okay, I'm wondering... Are there people in the BBC that were connected to Epstein? Because, like, they brought on Alan Dershowitz. Didn't even mention that, like, he's one of the fucking people that was... One, defended Epstein. Two, probably fucked some kids at Epstein Island. Didn't even mention anything about it. Brought him on as if he was some impartial legal expert. Fuck off. What the hell is up with the BBC? So these pictures are very flattering of Andrew. Him with the queen. Him in his military garb. Fuck off. Fuck this dude. I... There's not going to be justice. There's not going to be anything fucking close to justice come out of any of this. But I will be, I will be fucking rot somehow. What statue, Warlord? Give me a link. What's going on? Oh, of the slave owner. I know what you're talking about. I almost did that story the other night. How's the BBC uh, play into that? Nope, not the not the slave owner statue. That's not what you're talking about. Well, give give me some information. We'll read it here because I'm getting ready to wrap up the show. So if you if you want me to know what's going on, hit me with it. Hit me with some info. My ass is hungry. Unfortunately, when I was sick as fuck the other day, I I that's when I had to order groceries. I only ordered some some beef. I ordered some ground beef. They only brought me one package. It was already... The sell-by date was the 16th, and it was already going brown when they gave it to me. 
So I was like, well, fuck, I need to, I need to go ahead and cook it. I can't, you know, just make a burger, make some fucking taco meat and shit with it. So I made a, I made a meatloaf. But now I've had, I had meatloaf last night. I had meatloaf for fucking lunch. Now I don't have, I don't have anything else to cook. I'll have to order groceries tomorrow. I don't know where that's. God damn it. Like, I must have been watching something on my TV. My TV's not on. It kept putting... It kept putting the link that Warlord sent me over there on my TV. So I had to pull it over here without the TV being on for me to see where it was at. Man damages BBC headquarters statue with hammer. What? Also, is this going to get me a TOS on fucking Twitch? Uh, the Prospero and Ariel statue was carved by Eric Gill and has been on display at the BBC since 1933. There's been a campaign to have the statue removed for several years because the sculptor recorded sexually abusing his daughters in his diaries? God damn! Well, this man is a fucking hero then. Police were called to the scene at about uh, 1615 Greenwich Mean Time. That is 415 in the PM. And the man was brought down about four hours later. So there was a standoff. BBC staff reported hearing the man shout, Pedophile! <laughs> I don't, is that the way you spell it in Britain? That's a weird spelling. That is not how you spell pedophile in the US. I don't know if they're just like, Saying he had some kind of weird accent. Hate a file as he as he struck the statue at the broadcasting house, which is connecting to uh, which is connected to new broadcasting house, the BBC's main headquarters. Oh, and he's fucking a dog too. Jesus Christ! You live in sexual anarchy. Said the property owners were examining any damage to the statue and the building. Earlier, the force said another man had been arrested on suspicion of conspiracy to commit criminal damage. Postwoman for the BBC declined to comment. So wait a minute, is the BBC full of pedophiles? What the, what the fuck is going on? In recent years, groups such as QAnon have campaigned against the statue carved by Gill, who died in 1940. I Most decent people would campaign against the statue, I would assume. Is the BBC saying QAnon just to kind of discredit people? Not that, and God, it's a weird fucking statue. I'm gonna get termed to service on fucking God. What defines an artist, their work, or their life? I, I, I always have to have this conversation with people. I everybody like, can you separate the art from the artist? I'm fine with separating the art from the artist, but, like, if they're still alive, you probably shouldn't do it. Like, you shouldn't stream their music where they, they're still making money off of it or, or like, allowing record companies to make money off of it. If you're going to separate the art from the artist, pirate it. <laughs> pirate that art so nobody profits from it. I mean, it's, it's not like, it's not like the, uh, the BBC didn't have the whole Jimmy Seville thing. 
You guys don't know about that shit. Holy fuck, did I go down a rabbit hole one night. John Oliver did a piece on it a few years ago. But I'd watched this whole uh, fucking documentary about it long before that on YouTube. Whoa. I don't know about this Rolf Harris. Find out who the fuck he was. Rolf Harris is an Australian entertainer whose career has encompassed work as a musician, singer, songwriter, composer, comedian, actor, painter, and television personality. He was convicted in 2014 of the sexual assault of four underage girls, which effectively ended his career. Ended his career? I would hope it ended his freedom. Is the motherfucker in a jail somewhere? Harris is known for his songs, Tie Me Kangaroo Down, Sport. I've never heard that fucking song. Apparently it was a top ten hit in Australia, the UK, and the United States. Well, right after I said don't stream fucking pedophile shit, I'm going to pull up Spotify just because it's the easiest way for me to be able to hear this fucking song. And also, the way I've got Spotify set up, it won't... What was the name? What was the name of that fucking song? Tie me down, kangaroo. Tie me kangaroo down, sport. (laughs) I've got to hear this. I've got to fucking hear this. Tie me kangaroo down. Fuck. Okay, so you guys aren't going to hear it, but like you're going to get my reaction to it as I listen to it. Oh, fuck. I can't hear it. I'm an idiot. All right, let's listen to this bullshit here. Already hate it. Okay, that bass is kind of cool. Why in the fuck was this a hit? Was this in like a... What was the Paul Hogan movies? Is that is that why this was a hit? Take me koala back, Jack. What does that even mean? Crocodile Dundee. Yes, yes, there you go. I had a brain fart on that.
This is this is the dumbest fucking thing I've ever heard. But I, I had to listen to it. I, I'm fucking me up that I can't hear myself, though. That looks like a dude that would write a song called Timey Kangaroo Downsport. What the fuck? Please tell me this asshole is in fucking... Nope, he is not. He was released on license in 2017 after serving nearly three years. He got three fucking years for rape. Of children. What the fuck? Following his conviction, he was stripped of many of the honors that he had been awarded. Oh, he doesn't get to call himself fucking royalty now. What's up with the British just giving horrible people fucking titles? I'm sorry, I said rape. It was indecent assault. Harris had also applied for permission to appeal against his convictions concerning the three remaining girls, but permission was refused. Well, I mean, uh, there's fucking horrible people everywhere. (laughs) But, like, specifically, like, we got a pedophile statue outside of the BBC here. The BBC has been really kind to pedophiles, it seems. Fuck kids, but don't, not literally, don't fuck kids. Bad, the bad shit will get you in trouble. I, Warlord is British and he is a, a fine, fine upstanding lad. He's not a hooligan. Or a ruffian. We're the hooligans. Yes, I'll break out some Bill Hicks jokes. Oh, God. Only Justin knows what. Justin Justin doesn't know what to fucking think about anything anymore. Times like these that I'm glad I live in the United States and not in fucking Britain, I guess. So here's you, here's you America bird. America bird. Are you ready for America bird? This is apparently Jimmy.something. On Instagram, are you ready for America Bird? I'm not gonna the the song that plays on it is America. Fuck yeah! I'm not gonna play it. You just get to watch the the video of America Bird here. <laughs> Coming to save the motherfucking day, yeah, America. Fuck yeah! Cause freedom isn't free. Cost a buck seventy three. <laughs> he got him some McDonald's. He got <laughs> got him some Gap. Playing some some baseball. <laughs> I love, there is a uh, there's a Rammstein song called America. I have no clue what any of the other lyrics are. But like he, he speaks some English in it. It's a bunch of American brand names. And he's just like Coca-Cola, Wonder Bra. Like, yep, yep, you you nailed it. That's America. <laughs> oh, I hadn't watched this far into it. 
American Bird over here. I'm going to go give Jimmy Dot something a follow cuz if if you if you can produce something this fucking badass I'm down with it. Shooting guns. Looting the flag, doing some karate. <laughs> oh shit. God damn it. Who are we raiding? Is it producer Dave Tom? I don't think it is. I think it's another hour until producer Dave's on with the satanic panic, but I do I do uh suggest you go hang out with Egoplex later on tonight. If the vacation? What vacation? I'm not taking a vacation. What fucking vacation? We're going to be back tomorrow night. There's a Friday night freak show. It's 9 o'clock here, Media Winch. We're going to be back tomorrow night. Me and Sparkles Lavendar. She's still going to be remote because she's been exposed to people who are COVID goddamn positive. It's 3 a.m. and I must be lonely. Twitch asking me to update my password again. Has Amazon been fucking hacked? You know what? I'm going to send you guys over to my favorite non-political channel. It's time for you guys to cast your vote for Goat vs. Fish. Be sure to let him know. Are you goat or are you fish? <laughs> Go ahead. Light one up. Tip one back. It's all right to have a little fun before we hit the sack. I'm Justin Freakin. Sparkles Levendar and myself will be back tomorrow night with the Friday Night Freak Show. Versus face with 12. Justin Freakin is rating Goat versus face with 12. And that's 100 bits. Another 100 bits for the fence. That was another 100 bits for the fence. PBDH187 the fish is in the versus. PBDH187 the fish is in the versus. Goat and fish. We just had PBDH187 the fish. It's written. Fish. We got your fish. Justin Freakin, are you goat or are you fish? Are you goat or are you fish? I'm goat tonight. Five votes for Magikarp versus versus Go Goat. We just had five votes for Magikarp versus Go Goat. The only, the only true. We are Go Goat tonight. Much by accident, we would wager the Medina Winch celebration for Goat. The Medina Winch celebration for Goat, but Magikarp took the verses. But Magikarp took the verses. It was Goat versus Fish. The Media Winch Goat. The Media Winch Goat. The Media Winch Goat. The Media Winch Goat celebration. Justin Freakin is goat. Justin Freakin is goat. Let's get Justin Freakin's radiation in the versus 12. 12 radiation points for a goat. That's 30. 12 radiation points. Hell yeah. With 40 gifted subs. Celebration tortilla corn. Celebration tortilla corn. Well, podcast extra for you guys because I knew sometimes he's playing music and he'll play his little song. Oh shit, he's picking up his guitar now. Celebration.
Raiders. Raiders. Click the link. Make your view of Goat vs. Fish count. Hawaii the Johnson celebration. Keith Mayberry celebration. Celebration. Justin freaking loves this channel. Goat vs. Fish freaking loves that Justin freaking loves this channel. Justin freaking, how was your stream? The media wench followed Goat vs. Fish. Fencemon, Fencemon, the fancy, the fancy, the fancy man, the fancy man monster. Can you believe, Goat and Fish, that the young ones are being exposed to such fancy media, to such fancy media? Can you believe that the young ones are being exposed to such fancy media like Fencemon? I want to be the very fence like no one ever was. When I'm told about goat versus fish, I reject it just because. Tortilla corn with five gifted verses! Tortilla corn with five gifted verses! I will travel across the land and. There you go, you get a little extra on the podcast. To understand that goat versus fish is dumb. Goat versus fish is not dumb. I don't like this self-deprecating humor. I know it's my fantasy, fancy man. Now I feel the need to like give you guys like another outro for the podcast. <laughs> oh, I won't use I won't use it, and it might not even be nighttime where you are, so you might not be hitting the sack. Don't do anything I wouldn't do. However, that doesn't limit your options very much at all. <laughs>